<laughs> right? <laughs> well, if you're so smart, why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about today, eh? <laughs> All right, Breaker Breaker, one nighter on the interwebs, get your ears on for the GMB Fitness Skills Show. Over the next 20 to 30 minutes, plus or minus, we're going to be talking about all kinds of good stuff, how to, uh, you know, how to, how to live a good life, how to train well, uh, and how to be a better person. And uh, so, let's get started. My name's Andy, here with me, Ryan Hurst, our uh, program director, head coach, all-around cool guy. You ready to get started? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to do this. What's All up, right. man? How are you feeling today? I'm digging the wood background I, today. It's a little bit different. Than I, I, it's a little natural. Yeah. Natural. I am, I am actually, uh, I'm, I'm starting MoveNet. Sweet. Good. From now on. From now on, I'm just doing MoveNet. Okay, and good. so I have a wooden background. I like that. Uh, in honor of my decision to follow MoveNet from now cool. on. Cool. Be sure to tell Vic hello for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vic's background is bamboo. Yeah, I think it is. I haven't talked to Vic in a while. I need to get a hold of him. So anyway, yeah. What's going on, man? What are we talking? Well, I know what we're talking about today, but yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you're so smart. Why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about today? <laughs> eh? So actually, we got we got. Let's do some questions. We haven't done any questions for a while, so let's do some questions. So my question for you is, my question for you is. How's Momoko doing? Momoko is awesome. Um, so my daughter is a little bit more than a year and a half old now. She is walking. She is running. Uh, when she's she doing sees, she's doing move nat yeah. with me. Uh, when she sees me climbing trees barefoot, she kind of follows awesome. and uh, awesome. she climbs bushes though because they're more her size. <laughs> and uh, you got to scale. You got to scale. It's actually kind of interesting that you mentioned that because uh, we were talking uh, uh, not too long ago, Jarlo and I were talking about uh, how in the fitness community lately and especially in the movement community, uh, people like to talk about uh, idealizing children's movement, right? right? Yes. And uh, it's actually kind of a naturalistic fallacy, this thing that, uh, you know, this uh, whole original – body awareness kind of thing that people like to talk about and honestly I think a lot of it is total BDS mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I have a daughter and she does a lot of things and uh, it's really interesting to watch her and I love learning from that but I don't think that it's really that me mimicking her movement is something that I'm going to learn a lot from uh, I already can crawl and yeah. roll and do all that stuff um, you know, children are great because they have a, a very a blank slate in a lot of ways, and they can learn and be curious and experiment. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wise or they're smart, or or that they're doing things in a way that we should emulate. Uh, children's bodies are totally different from adult bodies. Look at the head proportion for one oh, thing. Yeah. The balance is completely different. The joints are not fully formed yet. Uh, they have much greater range of motion and elasticity in all of their joints. Uh, they can do a lot of things that we can't do. And so I think you know, it's great to want to play with your kids and bring them into your practice, but uh, I don't know if we should be glamorizing the idea that children are somehow uh, – they come, they come pre, 
pre-perfect or something like that. Oh, I agree. Uh, with you. I see. I, I know what you're saying, and yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. it's they're just, I mean, they're still just learning. I mean, they don't know anything. Yeah. Literally, they don't know anything, so they just have to try everything out. And so, yeah. you know, we I have, think a lot of coaches train adults, <laughs> and then they see kids, and they think, "Well, if only my adults could move the way these sure. kids move, that would be great." But it's you and not, I have both trained a lot of children. Yeah, and. I can tell you for a fact, and I know you could you'd say the same thing. Children do not know how to do very much mm-hmm. if you don't show them. That's exactly right. They, yeah. they can they have no fear. They can jump in and try things, but that's not the same as having uh, body control or awareness. Awareness or to be ability. able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awareness is really a key because they'll just jump and flail into the wall, but that doesn't mean that they know how to control themselves when they do that. And they're so, built for that too. That's why they're yeah. you know. Yeah, their proportion, and so it's for protecting themselves. And so, I mean, you know, my son and and uh, he's had some falls where I'm just like, I would have been in traction. Your son like, has a ever, very thick skull. Ever. That kid, I mean, <laughs> and crazy. I wasn't aware that that a human's neck could go in that direction. But uh, yeah, no, it's right? a, and that's a good thing. That's because that's how they're built. Because um, it's to help them survive to become yeah. an adult. So. Yeah. And, you know, in like new age stuff, they'll say, you know, oh, listen to the wisdom of the children. They know so much. No, they don't. No, they don't. They, they, they ask why. And that's a good thing. Adults should ask why more often, I think. We can learn to, to retain our curiosity. But that doesn't mean we should throw out all of our experience and all yeah. of the things that we've, we've learned either. I think it's the same thing for movement and for fitness and for that kind of thing too. Uh, we, we have to practice. Yeah. You, Nobody is born as some kind of movement savant. Nobody. Uh, some people have a genetic predisposition to be able to be stronger, to develop muscular skill. Some people grow up in an environment where they're uh, encouraged to be aware of their, their movements more. You know, But that's totally different from, from saying that we should just go back to nature. I, you know, and going to nature is great. Nature is a whole different thing. But uh, it, it's nature is good, but we, we shouldn't just go back to nature. We should practice things that we know have value. I agree. I agree. So that's how Momoko is doing. Good. Question. Besides, you know, being a famous beta brain model. But. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the, the main thing we want to talk about today, though, is uh, this. We get a lot of questions from people who ask us, um, hey, I'm really tall. I'm like six foot five. Uh, is it still possible for me to learn how to uh, do rings, ring training? You know, or, you know, I'm, I've got about 35 pounds I need to lose. Uh, where should I start? Um, and, you know, a lot of this depends on goals, but what it comes down to is people have different body types. And some goals are more appropriate to certain body types. Some exercises are more appropriate. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there. Body type is something that is, you know, it matters. You can't ignore it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what body types are maybe predisposed to certain types of movements first. And then we'll talk about if you are trying to change your body type, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're really skinny and you're trying to, you know, put on some muscle or something like that. 
we'll talk about that, I think, maybe in the next episode. Yeah. But let's talk about uh, how body type affects exercise selection and that kind of thing first. What do you got? Well, if we just look at the body weight training, um, put like the weight training and, and, you know, Olympic lifting, those kind of things to the side for a sec. Uh, if we just look at body weight training and we look at a person who is extremely tall, uh, they're obviously going to have some, some challenges uh, mm-hmm. due to simply the way they're built. They're very long. Um, chances are uh, very lean, which is not a bad thing at all, of course. But uh, when they want to perform something, let's say, for example, the front lever on the rings, they're obviously the body with their long limbs. Um, it's going to take a very long, or I should say longer, uh, time to get things. A good example, actually, is acquaintance of mine named Sean Smith. Uh, right now he's located, I think he's in Saudi Arabia. He just moved to Saudi Arabia, but uh, extremely tall. I mean, the dude, very, very tall. And yeah. he works his butt off, and he's got these skills. You know, he's working on his planche, and he's doing these things. And he's very, he's, he's, he's talented because he's spent so much time learning what he's had to do and make changes um, to match his body. And for everything that we're talking about today, that's all what it comes down to is making sure that you understand what you need to do in order to match your body. What the things that will change make changes to accommodate your body. So, Sean. Okay, so before you go on, I just want to you know, sort of reiterate that no matter what your body type, but especially if you have a challenging body type, being aware and doing practice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Practicing and being aware of how it affects you, right? Right. Those are keys. Yes. Okay, keep going. Yeah, and, and, and to go a little further with that, the thing is, you might see a person and and see them be able to perform something and you're just like, oh, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want to be able to do that tomorrow. Um, you have to take into consideration their body type and also their background. We're not going to talk too much about their background, just looking at their body type, but this plays a huge part in it. Now, uh, we have the very, very tall person, and then we have, let's say, a shorter person. And I want to talk about gymnasts a little bit. We're not gymnasts, but gymnasts, I think this is something that a lot of people misunderstand about gymnastics. You see a gymnast, and you might see a person um, who's very, very muscular, very you know, lean, and see them doing all this cool stuff. The thing is, though, not all gymnasts are built that way. So, if we look at an all-arounder gymnast, they're not going to be these huge, huge, muscular kind of guys. The way that they're built is to be able to perform everything. Then you have the ring guys. The ring guys are jacked. I mean, they're just, you know? Little legs, little legs, but they're just jacked, okay? Then you have the pommel horse guys. Now, the pommel horse guys, really some the specialist in the pommel horse, very, very interesting. Extremely skinny, tall compared to the gymnast, for a gymnast. Just long legs. The reason why, it looks very beautiful when they're performing their movements on the pommel horse and gives them that, the length and uh, the movements uh, just look better. So, even within gymnastics, you have these different body types. I'm just talking about the guys, of course. But um, each of those gymnasts also, they're built that way, so they have to do um, 
focus on what they can do with the body that they have. So, eating back and looking at all of us, what can we do? <clears throat> Just like what Andy said, we can be aware of our body and then we can practice. So you can, I, I want to say this, but I, I hate it kind of, I hate it when sometimes people say this, you can do anything you put your mind to, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, you just have to understand that it might take a lot longer than some other people. Sean is a good example. He's great. He's very, very good at what he does, but I'm pretty sure that it's taken him a little longer than most people to get to where he wants, wanted to be because he's so tall. Uh, Iron Cross is another example, you know, his long arms. It's The leverages are just ugh, crazy for that. Um, another example that we could talk about is if you're overweight. <clears throat> now, if you are very overweight, I mean, we're talking, let's just, obese, okay? The first order of priority is getting to a weight that is safe to allow you yes. to start training, okay? So, yes, you might want to start working on, let's say, the parallettes or the rings <clears throat> or even tumbling, but if you're carrying that extra weight, it's going to put so much load on your joints that you're going to end up hurting yourself. That's just how it is. And so what you'll have to do is first figure out a way to lose weight. Get to a weight that is going to be safe to, so that you can start training. Pardon me as I clear my throat. <clears throat> so that, you know, there's many different ways you can do that. Um, we're not going to go into that because... It's not what we're really about, but you need to find a way to get to a safe starting point. Um, and let's just talk about safety. Keep talking about safety. You know, it doesn't matter really your body type, no matter where you're coming in from. If you're small, uh, chunky, maybe you're tall, very lean, um, it doesn't matter. You've got to figure out how you can start safely. And so there's different things that you need to take into consideration. When we put out a program, I'm sorry, but I'm not thinking, okay, how can I program this for someone who's, who's overweight? How can I program this for someone who is seven feet tall? No, I'm really just thinking about the average person who's coming in and has the okay from their doc you know, doesn't have a uh, health issue so that they can start working on this kind of stuff. Yeah. And given that somebody is healthy and has a good base, an average program is actually good. You don't need a custom tailored program right. if you are, if you have an average body, you know, it, it's just, it's unnecessary. But if you do have a, a disadvantage of some sort, then you just need to figure out what part to change. That's you, right. don't, you also don't necessarily need a totally custom program then either, but you need to, one, most importantly, prioritize fixing or, or if it's not fixable, improving that aspect that's a challenge for you, you know? And then you'll be able to just follow a regular program that works for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. You know, this is what's actually good about our Alpha Posse is because we have a lot of different bodies, mm -hmm. a lot of different body types, 
uh, were able to just say, hey, listen, let's let's change this just a little bit. And just like you said, Andy, you know, usually it's not, oh, we're going to completely redo this program and go for no. it. No, it's usually just tweaking one, maybe two things. We find that that makes a huge difference. So uh, the thing, though, you can't stress this enough, is understanding your body. And this is tough for people. You know, stepping back and really taking a look at yourself and saying, I am this. And the thing is, that's a good thing. When you know really who you are or where your body is, you know, then you can start working on the things that you need to do in order to get you wherever you want to go. And that can be tough. This can be a very big you know, ego thing. Uh, I mean, people stepping back and saying, you know, I'm the same way. I have to understand, you know, I'm a skinny dude. You know, I'm not like huge, built, no. you know, kind of guy. I understand that. And if you're comfortable in your skin and understand what's going on and maybe some of the limitations that you have, then you can start working on getting better uh, no matter where you are. Yeah, and that that goes for just about anything though too, right? I mean, why, why is it so hard for people to swallow with their bodies? If, let's say if you want to go to Istanbul, mm-hmm. well, you got to understand first that it's Constantinople. That's right. And let's say you, you want to go to Istanbul and I also hand you a map. And I say, this is a map of Istanbul. Go for it. Yeah. You're still not going to be able to get there unless you know where you are on that map. Okay. And that's a that's a you know kind of cheesy example, but it's just true of any. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Knowing the endpoint and seeing a map of the lay of the land and how things work together is not enough to get you there unless you are very sure where you're at. If you think you can just like go straight and turn left, but what if you're coming from the other direction? Yeah. You have to turn right. It's a totally different thing. You have to know where you are. You have to be honest with yourself. Um, and a lot of times if you're really honest with yourself, you'll find you have advantages you didn't even recognize either, yes. uh, which is great. You know, uh, people who are overweight, you know what? Carrying around a lot of extra weight makes you pretty strong, especially they, in lower legs. legs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, they actually end up when they start to strip off some of the fat with a pretty good advantage of being able to, when they do lose weight, they find that their energy goes through the roof. Yeah. They find that they have a lot more endurance, a lot more strength than they thought they did because they're just not carrying as much. I'm not saying that it's a good thing to be fat, okay? But it's something It's something that you, until you really look at where you're at, you don't know what advantages or disadvantages you have. So you really need to make sure that you take that into account. you know. And if you do just have an average body and an average build, well, then know that and know based on that that you can basically just follow a program to the letter and you don't need to worry about customizing, which saves you a ton of time and energy right there, you know? So know where you're at. And that's a good point because, you know, a lot of wasted time is trying to think how we can take a program What's and customize it to ourselves. you know? It's, it's, no, no, no. Let me tell you what. The world... As far as me, I know if someone creates a program for me and just tells me, okay, this is all you have to do today, and if I just do it, I'm like, thank you. I'm done. Right. You know? So, uh, yeah, I can understand how people would want to customize a program, and I think that's great. But just like Andy said, if you're coming into this and you have that 
average, you know, you're within that average there, stick with the program. And really, really just focus on doing just that and you will see good results. Now, if you're, you know, the kind of person who's like my friend Sean, as I mentioned, you know, who's like, you know, 10 feet tall, uh, there's some things that you're going to have to change. But, but again, it doesn't have to be dramatic. It's usually only just one or two things. Likewise, yeah. if, if you're overweight, hey, let's work on getting you to a point where you can start to safely work on this program. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, that's a good thing because, again, the last thing we want is for someone to come into a program and say, oh, man, you know, my, I hurt my wrist so bad. I don't know what the deal is. And then later we find out, well, you're 60, 70 pounds overweight. That probably has a big thing to do with it. So yeah. um, those little things like that, you know, stepping back, looking to see where you are and and it's not to say that yeah. yeah, it's not to say that you need to you need to be perfect before you can start a program. Everybody is not average. Everybody is somewhat off of sure. the dead center. There's no such thing as an average person. But uh, the <laughs> by mathematical you know tautology, seventy percent of everyone falls within what we would consider average. Seventy percent, right? Um, so. That's what average means. You can't escape the math. Uh, you know, so if you if you do have a disadvantage, you need to work through. That doesn't mean that you can't start until you're perfect. It just means that you need to make enough headway on it, or heal enough, lose enough weight, um, you know, whatever. Make enough time in your schedule. You don't need to make a full hour a day for it. Make ten minutes a day for it and start. You know, get where you have enough to start with. Get where you have where you you have something, yeah. and then you can start. And as you start, then you you know you build momentum and everything. That's good. So with that, let's talk just a couple of let's get some specific examples. <coughs> Excuse me. Of I think one of the big ones that we really get is people who are tall. You know, like Sean, and we said you know you need to practice a lot and be aware of how things are affecting you. But what are some of the things, especially for tall people, because we have a lot of people that email us and ask us on Facebook too, you know, can I do handstands? Can I learn to do a planche? Can I do levers? What, what are some specific things that for somebody who has that tall, lanky build, which seems to be very common, uh, you know, what would you say that they need to, that they need to adjust on, on the standard training template? You know, I would say, for one, that think of going slower than prescribed. The reason for that is um, the stress on your joints is going to be greater yeah. than another person. And yeah. so if you're, uh, let's say, for example, even just in a handstand, I mean, that's a lot of distance between your hand and your toes. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going in there. And so I would suggest taking extra time. And I'm not just talking daily. I'm talking like in the long-term process of taking extra time to make sure that you're slowly and gradually building up the strength, um, the joint strength necessary to help you uh, be able to perform that. And especially if you're working on things on the rings or on the floor like the planche. That even just, I mean, for everyone, that puts a lot of strain and, and load on the body. And... So being in that particular uh, instance where you're very long and you're going to have more of a challenge 
then just give yourself a lot longer time to perform it so that you do have the proper recovery so that you are getting the proper um, or so you are taking the proper steps necessary to strengthen the joints that's what I would say would be the biggest one yeah I think that's huge especially if you've got a really slight build your connective tissue is also going to be thinner yes, and exactly less so. strong than somebody who has a thicker build so you you know you're going to have to take even longer to do that and uh you can tell at the very beginning progressions of any of these movements that you're already going to be having to take more recovery time. So, so you know, for, for something like the planche, plan to add months. Exactly. Months, and and the know. cool, you know, and some people are just like, ah, I don't want to do that. But you know what? The cool thing is, you know, if a really tall dude can do the planche, I mean, to me, that's some incredible stuff. To me, I mean, it's just like, wow. The thing is, is, and we come back to this again and again with other things too, it's not about how long it takes you to get something. You recently put up a video about how long does it take to get a handstand, yeah. and a few people commented, you didn't say how long it takes. <laughs> well, that's kind of the, the point of it. Yeah, exactly. If you actually watch so, the video, you actually you, you understand that there is no amount of time it yeah. takes. For everyone, it takes the amount of time it takes, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe you're, you're maybe you're a lanky person, and it takes you more time. But you know what? That's if somebody is overweight or something, then it takes them more time too. They have to lose weight, and they have to prepare, and they have to get to where they can do it. If somebody is just busy, it takes yes. them more time yes. too because yes. they can't devote as much time to training. So don't let it discourage you. Uh, well, I'm tall, so it's going to take me more time. So I'm just going to stick to uh, weightlifting because. Yeah, well, you know what? Weightlifting is going to take you more time too, man. You Have know? fun with your squats. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing. So wherever you are, it's just going to take you the amount of time it takes, and that's directly in proportion to, uh, for one thing, the the way you approach your practice. You know, for another thing, how well you recover from practice, and a lot of that you cannot change. It's right. metabolic processes that cannot be changed. Uh, with any degree of certainty. I mean, they do change as you age and, and other things, but you can't consciously say, I want to increase my recovery speed. It's very, very hard to do. Um, so it's going to take you the amount of time it takes you. Don't worry about it. Just practice and be aware of how that practice is impacting you. And as you practice, dude, you know what? If it takes you four years to get the planche, it doesn't mean that years one, two, and three are suck. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're I mean, working towards something like the planche, it, it's not just like, well, in my fourth year, suddenly I became Superman. No, years one, two, and three, you're also you're training, you're getting strong, you're getting your. It's not that you get no no benefit until suddenly you have the planche. You're getting benefits all along. So don't think that, oh, it takes too long, it's not worth it. It's totally worth it. Every day you practice is worth it. So, uh, so yeah, your body type affects things, but don't, don't let it discourage you. That's good. My body type is weak. It doesn't get in my way, man. Mm. <laughs> That's right. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked a lot, some good stuff today. Um, you know, just people say it, but you got to be comfortable in your own skin. It's tough. It, it's, you know, to be honest, it's mostly here. You know, we've bombarded by images of people that we should look like. Uh, just screw that, okay? Just just be yourself. Understand that you're you're fine, okay? 
Yeah, people are going to judge you too. Yeah. People yeah. are going to judge you and there ain't shit you can do about it. That's right. But yeah. not let it bother you. That's yeah. the only thing you can do. Let it go. Yep. And uh, we're going to let this uh, this show go uh, next time. Uh, we'll be we'll, let's talk about uh, training for body composition. Something that we don't really talk about too much here in GMB, but uh, I think that'd be a good topic for next time. So look forward. I was talking about that next time. Later. All right. Thank you.